cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and Radio Unscripted. And I would imagine this morning most definitely uncensored. So this is like an eye candy for girls and for boys this morning. Two of the most amazing dancers in South Africa. And it's so cool to be with you guys. It's been a while since we have been here together. Awesome being with you. So too, very cool. Too. Okay, now you have to talk really close to the mic, oh, guys. Close to the mic. There we go. There we go. So, Tamar is here with us. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And Brucey is here. Good morning. Being brave enough. Mm. And Rain. Very cool. Good morning. So Rain is a South African pole dancing champion. Yes. Correct. Oh. And doing silks now. We're going to talk about that, which is awesome. Yes. And we're going to be doing some of that stuff at Sexpo. And Kyle, are you still doing Magic Mike stuff? I am indeed. We're working on season three right now. It's going to okay. be out next month, middle of the month, 15th October. Okay, so. fantastic. So these guys are amazing, I have to tell you. So you've got to check out on Twitter. Um, and if you want to call us and you want to talk to them, uh, we are on Skype. Cliff Central Studio. Is that right? Palesa, Cliff Central Studio. So Skype us on Cliff Central Studio. Um, we're going to have some fun. And at some point, maybe they'll actually take some clothes off. God, who'd want to look? <laughs> so It is for sale, the photos. It is for sale. We are going to do a fundraising for good cause, I promise. Mm. Not for us to just go see Magic Mike. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> okay, so let us do the Dirty Dictionary first. Ninja Sex. Chocolate Starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagean. Today's dirty dictionary word is Ipsism. Dirty dictionary word. Ipsism. Any ideas? Well, I, I actually I, I thought about it because you sent yeah. it to me, and I really thought I'm, so I'm, I said I'm not going to look at the answer, and I thought maybe it has to do with apes, which of course that's the Israeli uh, dyslectic doesn't yeah. know how to write, uh, read, and then I thought maybe it's something about IP, you know, it's my own IP because it started with IP. I have no idea, Jonti. I thought it's about the intellectual side. No, have no idea. Okay, so it's not apes, and it's not IP, and it's not golden showers either. There we go. Kyle, any ideas? I'm not even going to lie. I got no idea. I've never heard of the word until okay. today. So you're going to have to enlighten us in a okay, second. Okay, we will. Rain, any clues? I'm ready to be educated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm beginning to think maybe that whole, you know, when you're playing with toys and the toy is too cold or maybe you, you're not as ready as you think you are and then you can like, yep, sism. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're very, very far off base, but we will come Damn. back to ipsism, which is like an oopsism, but not. So it's just an interesting idea. Cool. Okay, so you guys, strong, sexy, sensual dancers. 
Where did the journey start for you, Rain? Uh, it started as a party trick. Close to the uh, started as a party trick a few years ago uh, on the pole. Yeah. And that I just evolved into eventually turning into an art and making a living out of it now at the moment, doing it full time. Okay. Uh, How did you start way before that? Well, I was doing security in a strip club, actually. Okay. And I used to start, go with ladies to get to do a protection for them. Yeah. And then I started getting bored, so I started creating a game, Guess Which Stripper I Am. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I used to mock the strippers. Yeah. And then the other girls would guess which one I am or whose moves I'm copying. And then I was actually doing it better than what they were doing it. Oh, and they wow. actually started asking me for lessons. And that's so how my pole or aerial artist journey actually started. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, and you had no kind of training... Prior, no. I started self-taught, and then eventually now I'm, I've done my pole training courses. Mm. I'm busy with my master's uh, course in pole, and also with um, my aerial silks. I'm studying through London, which is with Rebecca Leach, okay. for example, which we're doing our syllabuses through, and so forth, yeah. Okay. It's fascinating. I mean, I know I wake up every morning thinking I'd love to be a pole dancer. But yeah. It's interesting to see a big guy like this who's like one day decides. Do you wake up every morning yeah, thinking ev- that? Yeah. Every, every morning <laughs> I wake up. Each morning I wake them. up before I put on my makeup. <laughs> Where's the pole? Where? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's going, inspiring. Starting to sweep the house. Yeah. No. Holding it firmly in Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hanging on the curtains. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, how did it start for you being a for dancer? For me, actually, my mom used to tease me about it quite a lot. She said I need to start making money with my body and that yeah. she thinks stripping is a good start. Yeah. And somehow, after that, the opportunity presented itself with my previous uh, modeling manager, Andrew mm. Buddy. And things just took flight from there. You know, it wasn't it was a no-brainer. Just got into it, said, you know what, let's do it, let's have fun with it. And, and you had no evolved. kind of dance training in any way? Absolutely not. Because I, I know that you were a dancing. nerdy little kid. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that on air, please. <laughs> 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 but now nah, I used to get teased for my dancing, yeah. so it wasn't something I looked into. But yeah. then when I started this, I realized, you know, I got the je ne sais quoi, let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. Let's have fun with That's it. That's a big word. Hey, man, I learned it from a French girl, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So your mom knows what you do and that was never an issue. No, nah, my mom's come to my shows. Yeah. I think the first show she saw, it wouldn't have been an issue, but the shows that I'm doing now, maybe. So they're pushing the boundaries a little bit more. Not they, I am. Okay. <laughs> Let's put it that way, I am. Okay. Okay. Do your folks know what you do, your family? Yes, they're actually very supportive. Yeah. Um, some of my biggest fans is my mom. Okay. <laughs> So that's really kind of interesting, you know, because when we've spoken to female dancers, it's been a very different story. And their families found out through sometimes kind of back doors and all mm-hmm. sorts of things. And some of them were disowned and there was all sorts of judgment and all sorts of shit with that. And for you guys, it's been quite different. Yeah, it's actually weird how it turns out, yeah. depending on the sexes. Maybe it's like a daddy's girl thing and... I don't know. Mm. You know what? I think it's more so based on the male and female like aspect of it. For example, females aren't as safe as a male is doing yeah. this. You know, we can say, "Hey, stop." Yeah. We have the power to do so. A female versus three guys. Not a fair equation, you know? Mm. So, I think that's where it boils down to more so is safety of the females, mm. not really safety of the guys. There's like 10 of us, one of you, so. Yeah. It's still amazing, though, that you guys both managed to get your moms to pimp you. Like, <laughs> if I could get my mom yeah. to be my pimp, I think my yeah. career would have been much further along. It's like, my mom, I want to be an intellectual and I want to yeah. study. No, sweetie, no, no, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No. 
Yeah, that's an interesting one, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- think about kind of a parent acting as an agent for their child who might want to be like a porn model or something. A private be, dancer. That would be quite different, hey? <laughs> you know, the very first time I was on TV talking about sex, it was supposed to be this big debate between a South African porn star called Nina mm-hmm. and a firebrand priest who was violently anti-porn. And at the last minute, the priest pulled out. So the whole thing kind of fell flat, and they got a stand-in who said in two seconds, I don't care about porn. I care about keeping kids off the streets. Wow, okay. And the whole thing fell flat. So the porn star's husband was there, and he was her manager. So they were trying to kind of bait him into what's the difference between a manager and a pimp and all mm-hmm. of this, you know. And the whole thing just kind of fell totally, totally flat. But you just think about a parent, how would a parent actually do that if their child wanted to be an adult in the adult industry in some way and their parent would be an agent for them. So on one level, as a man, that would probably be different. But you think about like your parents sort of watching your performance in Oi. a sexual way and then, you know, afterwards saying, listen, you need to do this better. Woo, uh, <laughs> if your mother's giving you feedback afterwards. <laughs> my, my sweetie, that, that, that angle just wasn't very yeah. flattering. You must work on, yeah, and hold yeah. your stomach in a bit more. That but, goes to a whole a other whole realm. Level. But, you know, we had this wonderful uh, lady here, which is a stripper and a mm. webcam uh, model. And she she said her mother knows exactly what she does and she is actually helping her because she understands the job. Mm. So first of all, being a male stripper and being, you know, also an artist because both of you guys are actually artists. Mm. Okay. You're not actually stripping for rand and a half in a very dodgy place. Sounds good. Can I come? But anyway, no. So if, you know, it's a whole different story. So it's actually all about being professional because huh? mm. it is a cool idea and I can think about it and masturbate. But actually, I'm thinking about what does it mean really to live the life? Yes, you are a star. Yes, people are looking at women and men are looking at you in a very, very sexual way. But actually, it's a job. Tell us what is to experience this kind of thing. Yeah. You want to go? Me? Okay. Well, from my perspective, it's it's interesting. You know, you get to see different the way people behave in different circumstances you know you won't normally see women behave the way they do at let's say a magic mike show yeah. or perhaps his show you know you're always taught to believe that it's reserved respect the woman etc not no, saying don't no, 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 but i'm saying women are also animals at the end of the day i mean they also enjoy a good time out they also enjoy seeing a little something extra so why not give it to them you know and like you said it is a job someone has to do it the same way someone has to build buildings someone has to entertain women mm. so why not and men. Mm-hmm. And men. Oh, mm-hmm. And men. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have the same perspective? Very, very similar, yeah. Um, also, at the end of the day, it's a job. Mm. Um, it's an act that we put on. Um, everything, the character, the guy that's bouncing around and being sexy and doing his thing, it's all a character at the end of the day and a work. Mm. When we go home, that character gets taken off. Yeah. We get into bed. We watch series. We have dinner just like everybody else, and we like to just cuddle up with a book or whatever, mm. just like normal people at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's it's fascinating, you know, because a lot of my work is the same in a way that it's very, very intense. You know, I could be doing, I don't know, on any given day. So you're doing two G-spot massage experiences, and then an hour later you're in Willie's and you're buying stuff for supper, and I go home and I'm having supper and I'm watching a movie afterwards, and and that's it. And it's this amazing juxtaposition of these two very, very mm. different worlds in a way, you know. 
It's, it's fascinating, but it just becomes the totality of who we are yeah. because we all have these different aspects of ourselves. That's it. How do you guys cope with, with – sometimes it must get to you being objectified when somebody doesn't – like I personally have my whole get life – objectified all the I, time. Yeah, I, I love it when someone Men treats me like a piece of morning. meat. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I would love it. But how, does it, how do you sort of combat that or deal with that um, when, if you feel like somebody's just treating you like something they just want to rub themselves up against? Can I tell you the truth? You don't. You know, like if you had a show, for example, you go with it, you roll with it, you smile with it, you act like everything's okay, stroke their hair, all of those things, you know. But like you said, you're in a character and that character doesn't mind it. You Mm. know, for example, my character is Sugar and he's an awesome dude, I think. But then I look at myself and I'm like, I would not do that on a normal day. I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't just get up now, stand on this table, woohoo, swing things around. Well, but you could. I could, precisely. Yeah. But It's Friday. Are, <laughs> <laughs> it's still not five o'clock yet, okay? okay? Once the sun goes down, that's when he comes Damn it. There's a poll and we will yeah. get a poll. It's fine. Woo. Yeah. So that's what it is more so, you know, like. It's part of the job. It's like a job description. You don't always like what you do in a job, you know, but it happens. So being being a piece of meat is part of it. So take it as it comes, you know. Mm. You chose your bread, so eat it. Yeah. Yeah. For you, Ray? Same thing. Um, it's like I say, it's a, a character. You are a piece of meat when you step onto that stage. You are opening yourself to get objectified. So you roll with it, you put on the act and you enjoy it that moment, but there has been some serious situations where I've had things grabbed from behind where you can't get away and I have to things. find it back. Yeah, things. <laughs> literally things. The selfie stick yeah. was not anymore a selfie and stick. You, you just roll with it and you stay professional, but when you walk away and you get back in the dressing room or backstage, you're you like, can? yes, yeah, it was actually hectic. Or, yeah, you know, so you, you um, can actually go in, into the shower with a soap and cry yeah, a bit. feel a bit violent. Like, yes. oh. <laughs> Some of the stuff that women do, especially at private functions, they allow is themselves way beyond what yeah. men will do, and often their boundaries will just disappear. And They'll drop. grab more than anyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, can I yeah. tell you, man? Once, once upon a time, I did a little gig. Right? Not going to say where, not going to say when, because yeah. we'll give everything away. But absolutely, I got pinned down might have to been a floor. In Dane might have, might have been. In <laughs> we don't know yet. You know, but I got pinned down to the floor to do a body shot. Supposedly, yeah. lady sat on me. And all of a sudden, all her friends jumped in and got involved yep. too. One of them started squatting on my face without underwear on. Yep. Another one started kissing my thighs. And I giggle when people kiss my thighs. It's a weird thing for me. But it doesn't mean I like it. So I was trying to say stop, but they thought, hey, he's laughing. <laughs> so he's enjoying it. And they kept going. And all I had was something flying in my face. Oh. And I was like, wow. That's called so, rape, by the way. I mm-hmm. just want to tell you that. that is yeah, because if wow. if a woman was in the same position, yeah, it, it was, would, be it such would a end in a, in a police station. Yeah, 100%. I was holding on to my towel for dear life, man. Yeah. That's all I had on me. So at the end of the day, you do get into predicaments, but depending on how you deal with it, mm. you know, it's, it's always up to you. Yeah, starting to think we should charge danger pay. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> I think you should have a special insurance. But actually, you know, John T taught me. Uh, I was lucky enough to to learn a few moves of sensual massage and 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 very beautiful things that you uh, massage um, elements that you do on genitals, right? So you know. Many times I felt very blessed that I can be like the Mama Teresa of the, you know, like giving pleasure, giving beauty. We're just a vessel, right? But I have to be honest, when people come with the wrong energy, 
first of all, you have to be strong enough. And that's something that, you know, that's why not a lot of people do, can do what Jonti does. Because you have to be very strong when we deal with sexuality and people's intentions. And they come with very interesting past. They come with their own background. They come, sometimes they're drunk when they come to your shows, I'm sure. And then they start, a lot of things start to come out, actually. Mm. And that is something you have to be actually strong Emotionally and, you know, energetically, because you have to hold the stage and you have to hold your space. Mm. And we, we had a discussion with uh, Ivan Gregor, which is a porn, he's a porn star and a, and a webcam and so on model. And he loves his life and he loves sex all the time, every moment of the day, in between breaks. That's great. That's him. Yeah, he but, leaves a shoot. You can't wait to go home and just spend the whole night. And with no drugs even most of the time, which yeah. is kind of amazing. But wow. that's, yeah, and that's him. Yeah. But, you know, you guys, you know, <laughs> you're talking about the other yeah. part of your lives, which is studying and, you know, having being family people. You know, I know, Kyle, that you told us before, you've been supporting your family for a long time. So it really goes so far beyond. Yeah. Interesting thing. Female strippers will go totally nude. Yeah. You guys don't. Yeah. And is that in all the clubs in South Africa that there's no full frontal male nudity? Does it happen? Sometimes? No, some of us have a problem yeah. with that. Yeah, I figured. I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, some of us have a problem when it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. damn. I want the full Monty, you know, yeah. like not like 85 yeah. percent Monty. <laughs> yeah. You know, as it stands, there are a few clubs out in South Africa where guys do go full mm. Monty, but it's not exactly the same experience. And I'm guessing I'm speaking from his side as yeah. well. What we do, as you said, is an art form, you mm. know, and it's not the art of sex per se. For example, you got a no, porn star to do that. that. Cause that's Precisely. where you started out, you know, exactly. that's often the journey. And full frontal is very artistic. I'll have you know, extremely depending, <laughs> depending on the tools used, depending on the tools used. Yeah. But I mean, um, for us, it's more about teasing, you know, mm. creating an image mentally and saying, this could be what you're having, but it's not. So where are we going to go from here? Mm. So we take it a little step further and we take it a little step further. And just as you're about to get everything, we pull it away from you and say, come back for more. Let's talk about it in a second You understand? Yeah Because then otherwise Everything's just on the line It's like Ooh, free willy Let's go <laughs> yeah. What then? Do you know what I mean? If I had to just whip it out right now It wouldn't be as amazing mm. As if I slowly did a button now Two minutes from now I did another button Then oh, my zip's open yeah. you know, Wow Hey. Yeah. yeah, I think weirdly it can also be uh, something completely non-sexual. I mean, mm, my, I in my background, uh, when I was an actor, I was mm -hmm. in three different shows that required full frontal nudity, yeah. like at the Grahamstown Festival, the whole theater vibe. Mm -hmm. And the moment that I found myself on stage completely stark naked with like 60 <laughs> randoms in front of me, it wasn't sexual, yeah. but I didn't feel vulnerable. Feel I felt very, I felt liberated and mm -hmm. quite powerful because mm -hmm. there was nothing to hide. I was completely liberated and I was completely free. And the audience picked up on that energy. So it can be almost like a spiritual experience in mm. a way. So I would urge that you guys try that. You know? Can I tell you yeah. something? Tell you the truth. Tell you the truth. We're still waiting for someone to pull a towel off. So we're ready for it. We're always okay, ready for it. Somebody, somebody needs, someone needs to, to be brave enough. Y'all ready for this? 100%. You just it rip it off. Rip yeah. it off. What was the transition for you, Rain, from going from kind of the stripping into more of the pole, more of the dancing, the silk? So it's a much more kind of sensual and artistic expression. Well, when I came to Joburg uh, the first time, I didn't have have any 
experienced. So you that. grew up small town? Port Elizabeth, dispatch, just outside of Port Elizabeth. It's a small town conservative. And where I come boy. from, if you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to go dance for a living, yeah. they're like, what? <laughs> so in the beginning, it was a shock, especially to the family. But yeah. like, well, after I settled in and this is what you're doing and you're seeing the arty side of what you're doing. So was that always there for you from the beginning? That was my whole goal from the goal was getting, becoming an artist and... Sorry. <laughs> Um, then eventually I moved to Joburg with just a dancing bag and a normal suitcase of clothes. Nowhere to stay, mm. and I literally used um, stripping to build my business. Wow. Um, I took my money, I invested it back into my business, and now I'm actually at that point where I'm actually running a business, an artist. And if I do do stripping, I highlight only on a moonlight on weekends, maybe for the fun, for extra income. So you're always the man with a plan. Or oh, got something going. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have a five year or ten year plan. What yeah. is the most exciting thing that you did in your career that you find very fulfilling or actually you're proud of? Achieving every time a goal that I sent out to achieve. For instance, when I bought my business, I only had a few rands to my name and I actually turned it into something. So every time you set a goal and you reach that goal, or for instance, when I was stripping, my goal was to be one of the top strippers in SA. Mm. And I reached that goal. I was on various radio stations, on TV, and, well, I was rocking it. And, yeah, now I don't need to because I've, can only strip so long <laughs> mm. so you need something back on and it's a really i encourage people actually to do it but not permanently but you can get stuck in it permanently but if you use it wisely you can actually build a success and a career out of it mm. it's just a stepping stone and that's how you have to look at it that's my opinion or my experience from yeah. it what was the shift for you kyle going from more the dancing into kind of the artistic side of it the more sensual side you know I was not content with being second best. I was never, ever content with looking at other guys and saying, wow, you guys are progressing, man. You guys are doing some new stuff that I can't do. So cool, I could say that, but it wouldn't make sense. You know, I can go out there and say, this is things you can't do now, mm. you understand? And that makes me, that builds my brand. That builds the brand of sugar versus me going out there and saying, you know, Magic Mike is everything. Yes, it is, but... My personal brand is still more important, for so example. So that's just kind of a vehicle for you. At the exactly. Moment. You know what I'm saying? In all respect to them, I love them mm. to death. I will do everything and for them. And you've had a long brand. career with them. You've done 100%, a lot of stuff there. 100%. So at the end of the day, like you said, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to mm. look after your own brand. And potentially when this is done, you need something to back up on and say, this is me. I can still make money. doesn't have to be stripping, but I can still make money. Mm. So that's where the idea was. You need to find a way to keep that income flowing. Mm. And I was being crazy, so yeah. I enjoy being crazy on occasion. So it's quite fascinating because when you talk to a lot of women, and I'm making some very generalizations here because mm -hmm. there are some women who have danced for a long time and they have invested it and they have done some good stuff and they've moved on to different things. But a lot of women who do that do see it quite short-sightedly um, and there's nothing beyond kind of tomorrow night in a way. Mm -hmm. And you guys have just such a different perspective on that. So it's really been about a career and that was just the vehicle. Yeah. And regardless of the job that you would have chosen, the outcome would have pretty much been the same. The goal was at the end the same day. We just yeah. took a different route to get there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I also feel as though, like, most women don't strip per se because they want to. They don't do porn because they want to. Some do it because of circumstances. Mm. I mean, I met a lovely porn star lady once upon a time, and we got into a lot of conversation. And what I picked up from it was... She wasn't doing it because she wanted to, nor because she enjoyed it per se, but it paid well, number yeah. one. She wasn't going to find another job that paid that way. She didn't have the education to go into another faculty or whatever mm. the case may be. So what do you do when the world backs against you? You do something that's easy you and do you what work you can. from there. Exactly, you yeah. know. Like, for example, maybe for some studying is easy. 
For me, it isn't. Mm. You understand? For me, sitting down looking at a book is the most difficult thing ever. But if I have to take off my clothes, that's easy. Maybe not for you. So I like taking my clothes off. Yeah, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> we know this. Jonty, you're an exception. <laughs> he's yeah. Jonty's a stripper, but they, yeah. he's yeah. he's stripping more than you guys. Because yeah. listen, I saw a Facebook memory a little while ago yeah. of you and I sitting nude up on the roof. Yeah, last day, yeah. So that was yeah. fun times. We need yes. to do that again. Absolutely. I think we need to we do will. that again. We will definitely early in the early in the new year. We will awesome. do another nude show, which was really really cool. Interesting question. So you spend a lot of time performing for women. Mm-hmm. Okay. What have you learned about female sexuality? It's unpredictable. Ah. Super unpredictable. Interesting one. Okay. We're yeah. going to talk about that. What have you learned, Ray, about female sexuality? They're much more out there than what they pretend to be. Yes. <laughs> so interesting thing. Once a woman actually feels safe and is in a safe space, um, there is almost nothing that a woman will not do in that in terms of the expression of her sexuality. And the unpredictable is interesting because the range of female expression of sexuality and men, we just don't often know the range of possibilities, is enormous. Because yeah. it goes from the very gentle sexuality into that absolute fuck me stupid fire mm-hmm. and everything in between. And a lot of men just don't know the spectrum yeah. that we have. For example, I always say to my friends, you guys need to come watch a show to understand. You mm. know, you'll never ever say you know women until you've seen a show. Mm. And not the show per se, but the way the women react at the show. Now, it's not a bad thing. I mean, boo-boo, please free yourself. Have fun. Be out there. Learn something new. And the only way you're going to do that is, like you said, being comfortable with yourself. Mm. So go to an environment where you can let loose. A lot of women never see that side of themselves, so they shock themselves as well. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Hmm. Men who come to the shows, does that happen lots? Like a lot of gay guys come and watch or yeah. not? Yeah. Even straight guys. Yeah. Amazingly. They'll be like, after shows, even mm. when I was stripping, they'd go, like, wow, dude, you can dance. Or, mm. wow, you can do things I can't do. And even now doing artistic, the pole and the silks, same thing. I even have men that come up to me like, wow, dude, I can never do that. Mm. So guys appreciate the art side of it just as much. Because mm-hmm. it is an art at the end of the yeah. day that we do. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. Did you ever have an experience like that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and here starts the pull again. Well, the, oh, the, the, the thing is, I'm ha- just a little bit dark. <laughs> this is a very so, handsome guy sitting here. I don't know what we are all in his, on his case today. No, it's 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 a fascinating. I, I was in a show um, at in the in the Boma um, about five six years ago where I was singing and I had played this like outrageously camp uh, gay character. Mm. And part of the show was me dancing on the pole with one, you know, those poles that sort of oscillate. You mm, grip yeah. onto them and then they turn. Um, but the whole thing about it was that it was funny. It was humorous. I was gawky and lanky and didn't know what the hell I was doing. And the audience thought it was hysterical. So I would love to know what it feels like. Or even, I can't imagine, uh, I've seen lots of pole dancing, but I'd love to see what it looks like from the gymnastic perspective, you know. And the, so difficult. So, yeah. Because it has, yeah. in the last couple of years, become an amazing art form yeah. for men and women. It's actually turned into a sport and actually protesting to get it into the Olympics at the really? moment. Oh, wow. So we're hoping in the next four or eight years to be in the Olympics as an official sport. Huh. That's an important line to draw maybe because when I went to see um, – What's the name of that uh, lovely gay club in Pretoria? 
Babylon. Yes. So they have, it's like a venue, right? Yes. So uh, during the day they rented out so all kind of stuff. It was kind of funny to be there in a gay cool party and then by day go to see the pole dancing competition. But it's like, you know, with the union and everything and they can't actually do too much of sexy movements and they have to have very strict uh, dressing codes and you can't actually really use the sensuality of the pole. Well, you can, but you can't really do it as a soliciting maybe. And when we saw Magic Mike, <laughs> that was a little bit of a different experience. But you remember that pole dancing um, thing? It was completely artistic. Mm. So you guys were, uh, you know, doing the whole thing that the ladies went crazy for. And when the pole dancing guy went up, it was actually like a beautiful artistic relief. So both of them were artistic. You could see that both of them are mm. extremely hard to do. But it was a very different one was trying to extract a reaction from you. And the other one was very beautiful and kind of admirational. Giving up. Performance yeah, piece, so it was interesting. Yeah. So, Rain, I just want, uh, in my opinion, I think you're breaking boundaries because, from what I understand in society, is that pole dancing has always been something associated with women and not some, and yeah, so now yes. you are breaking that and challenging that. Mm. So, how has it been for you? Have you, are people reacting differently it to has you now? It's been challenging starting as a male pole dancer. I'm the only male owned pole dancing studio, and I was one of the first male pole instructors in South Africa, and I've got the only men's only class wow. running in South Africa. Um, and is that like gay guys, straight guys, a mix, mixture? Mixture. I've even some of the girls are now even getting to a point where we're training with her guys because in the industry it's taboo because women come there to be again the safe environment. They yeah. get come there because they don't want to be in the gym where they're getting eyed all day. And then yeah, walks in a male pole dance instructor now all of a sudden out of a, a female dominated mm. industry. And I'm like, okay, well let's do this. I'm just here to dance like everybody else. There's no difference between me or you. What's the difference? And mm. I'm. Second, took them on on the same level, and I'm progressing at it. You know, I must come try one of those lessons. I think I want to see. Then it's not going to be the first thing in the morning. It's going to be the last thing <laughs> on your mind. All night long, all night. <laughs> yeah, going into a party. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> so we asked a question about female sexuality. What have you learned about yourself in sexual terms, dancing? <laughs> no, no, no You can't get away with that Yeah, I love it in well, radio When people start nodding profusely <laughs> Because yeah. like, you feel it so strongly That you're nodding But yeah. nobody Rain, can see you We've known each other a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. So Unless <laughs> you do uh, this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost something like that <laughs> But yeah um, Also same thing You once going on, when starting with stripping, mm. it, uh, took tequila in the beginning, but now I'm very more comfortable, open, out there, very open-minded. My mind has freed, basically, and I'm very keen on exploring, trying new things, because that's what life is all about, is new experiences, mm. new things. And yeah, it's really opened me, because coming from a conservative town, this was taboo. Again, coming to Johannesburg, seeing this world, living this world, it's like mesmerizing, and now you're like, wow, oh, if I go back home... <laughs> I've got some stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What have you learned, Carl, about your sexuality? I've learned how to express myself more in a lot of different ways. You know, before it was just they'd stay in my mind and I'd leave them there. Now I know more so how to express myself via photography. I know how to express myself more via poetry. And it's all come because I've gotten out of my comfort zone and actually spoken to people. So... Through everything, I mean, when you're standing in a little thong, you are at the most vulnerable position, especially in front of a woman, you know. Normally men are well-dressed, well-groomed, etc. Now you're in this little thong, bare feet, running around a club looking for tender and notes between your butt cheeks. So at the end of the day... <laughs> Good time! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
at the end of the day, it, it puts you in a completely different comfort zone, as mm. you stated, you know, and you do a lot more outlandish things. And as far as my sexuality goes, I feel as though I've explored so much more since. And in a bedroom, I'm a lot more experienced than I was prior. And it would not have come if I had not done this. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not to be in a boastful way or anything, but it's because of the people I've met on the journey. Mm. So after a show, do you get approached by women? They want more? They want to you have often, an experience? You often get asked, okay, but I don't want to pay for you, but I want to take yeah. you home or things like yeah. that. And I'm like, okay, sorry, wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give samples. Did, did, you, did yeah. you read my business card? <laughs> but uh, do you have a price? Rain, let's say I'm putting down the price. Will you? How much? Ah, so there is a price. <laughs> was, you know, yeah. Everyone's have a price. Well, that's true, but I would like to know. That's, that's just be, but that's not because of your profession. That's because mm. that you are a human being that says, I'm hey, happy why to. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because you, uh, you were saying you know, that people put money in, in your thong. And I was like, that's all very good and well until people come with five rand coins and stuff. I'm like, oh, that, yeah. what, <laughs> what are you going to Oh, they've got a credit card. What are they going to swipe? Like, I check come with my own card machine. Yeah. Check or credit, you know. Like. I've had a two rand coin fall out of an underpants oh, once. So no. once when I was getting home undressing, a two rand coin just hit the floor and I was like, what? Awkward. <laughs> what? Exactly. Also, yeah. that's what I'm worth, two rand now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she put 1,002. I mean, Maybe. yeah. I'm You're open. not a slot machine yeah. or a, a Coke vendor. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the time of the day, okay? Please, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the slot machine brings up some interesting yeah. things. Oh, yes. Wow. When you just need something for the parking it can save you those two rands so, <laughs> I really think so yeah. absolutely yeah, I, yeah I think that just Jonti women also are not very usually are not close to their fantasies and mm. that's sometimes they literally all hell breaks loose when yeah. they see those boys they just you know it's something that you and I I've experienced myself, you know, John T has introduced me to so many people that are wonderful looking and use their body in the most beautiful ways. And really, the last few years where I saw a lot of nudity and a lot of sex, still, when you see beautiful bodies, also owning their bodies, you get excited. It's, it's a natural reaction. Mm. And then women sometimes really just lose it. And I think you guys have a lot of respect for that. Somehow you already seen that. Even me, that we went to the Magic Mike, there was a woman there that literally tried to rape one of the guys. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and she was just shoving the... It was first show, like the first season. Yeah, and the the bodyguards had to take her away. It was was hectic. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, one more thing I've realized, now that it's on my mind, it's just floating there, sorry. Um... We do gigs in clubs as well, right? Mm. So like proper clubs, not just where we do mm. our personal thing. So we go to clubs, maybe a ladies' night event, but we have to walk around topless, whatever the case may be, maybe dance on stage or something. And it's so different to when women are alone. Like you said, they don't get the chance to actually so it'll experience. it'll be more like a mixed group of people. Precisely. So now you've got male and female mm. in a normal club, and you realize the women try being reserved in all of those things. They try not looking, all of those things. And it's a weird thing because you can see they urge to just jump out of that shell mm. and have a bit of fun. But they can't because of what society has put them in You know the what I'm saying They say precisely Everyone's going to judge If she's getting too excited mm. For a guy topless Why are you judging me At the end of the day You're a person I'm a person We're living for experiences We're living for moments mm. Who are you to take that away from me And I feel as though The moment we as strippers Can get people to stop Judging each other It will be a beautiful life You know But mm. until then It's going to be hard For females to express themselves Until they come to One of our shows mm. I guess Yeah When the shows yeah. They literally let go um, Yeah 
I had a very, very crazy experience now recently. I was telling you I was in Swaziland with a Swazi rally. And even with, because now it's a mixture of men and women in the, it's a biker rally and mm. they drunk. Like I say, the guys were standing and watching with art, but we were dancing and it was so bad. I came out with, I had a rip off jean and was only supposed to go off on the second song. First five seconds on the stage, my jean was off. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. me. <laughs> they wow. ripped it off. As I walking out, they was just grabbing us. <laughs> Eventually you learn you don't go to the edge of the stage because you're fighting to get away and just to walk back. They hang on to your legs. So you learn, okay, I'm going to stop a meter away from the edge of the stage so that it can't get hold of me. Guess what? They're sitting closer on that stage to get hold of you. Again, same thing. Security had to remove them off the stage. To let us just do our show. I would pay to have that experience. I would pay. <laughs> Somebody to I would pay <laughs> to, <laughs> to go to Babylon on a Saturday night and have everyone try and rip my clothes Like off. Rain says, how much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm willing. <laughs> okay, guys. All right. Wow. So, so kind of what you're saying here is if a woman can really kind of get in touch with that, there are no real boundaries in that. No. And it we shows to scared. some degree the level of suppression and mm. repression that we actually live with in so many ways. 100%. 100%. You know, at the end of the day, man, we're all people. And I really feel as though that's why I do it personally. I feel as though I want to get people to be more free within themselves. Mm. Be it you big, be it you small, own it. You know, be it you a freak, own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be it you're very conserved. So Express it. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always said, you know, that the... The sexiest people and the most sensual people are the people who are in touch with themselves, with their sexuality, who have owned that. And that has nothing to do with the way that you look. Because often when somebody is so concerned with the way they look, they're much more concerned with kind of an image. And, and there's like, always a comparison because there's always somebody who's prettier, who's younger, who has bigger biceps or a bigger cock or bigger boobs or whatever the heck it might be. And the sexiest people are actually very average looking in terms of bodies, but those are the people who have really owned the fullness of who mm. they are and love to express that. Yeah. And I mean, until you've actually appreciated yourself while you're with someone, you're not per se going to focus on them as much mm. as you are yourself. You're going to be sitting there thinking, oh, but I've got rose over here. Oh, but I'm skinny over here. Oh, mm. but this, oh, but that. Instead of thinking, you know what? This is about you. This is about your body. Let me please it. Leave it there. Mm. What have you learned about pleasing a woman? Pleasing a woman. Oh, my. <laughs> Number one lesson. <laughs> Number one lesson about pleasing a woman. It's not yes. about you. It's about her. Okay. Always about her. If you coming first, it's not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, her body is your climax. Mm-hmm. Until then, you haven't done anything for her. She's, if I may say, if you, until you've made her come. That's how I feel about it. So you got to look after her. Okay. Right? Um, it's a mental thing. Very much. If yeah. you can't stimulate them mentally, they're not going to stimulate you or vice. You're mm. not going to get to the other stimulation side. Um, once you have a mental stimulation, women can get go so much more off on just essential touch on the right place mm. than actually having a penetration, for example. Um, when I was dancing, dance lab dancers, when we do that, we have to know how to touch women, how to make them feel that experience of actually having the full experience without mm. even actually being penetrated, touched in that places. Mm. But so when being you're, that tease. So when you're doing a lap dance, 
are you sitting on top of her and moving around her and she's kind of static or is she kind of on top of you? Could it, be either it, way. It, it kind yeah. of mixes up. You start sitting them down and you like, I normally start between the legs mm. and uh, it's either up against the wall or, <laughs> you know, it can go anywhere depending go on anywhere. the mood or you read the energy and you feed off the light again, mm. understanding the woman's body, moving with them and reading them and, Following, flowing with them So you've got to understand that connection and that energy And you've got to be able to kind of yeah. read that to make it yeah. successful I feel as though that's the main thing You know, because Sex is so accessible these days It's mm. so easy to get into a room with someone And do the deed and walk away from it mm. You know But how often do you actually experience sex And say, wow, that was great like And just quiet, yeah. silence when So what makes sex great for you? No, you go first. No, you go first. Yeah, it's a new move. No, you go first. No, you, you didn't see that. Um, Brucey was like, is, no, you go first. I enjoy pleasuring women. Um, mm-hmm. When I have sex, I don't have sex to ejaculate. I mm-hmm. have sex to have pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I like to have it last as long as possible. And through that, women enjoy it more because they'll climax more than mm-hmm. I do because women can. <laughs> Lucky they are yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's all about the journey and the pleasure that goes before. If I come, I'm like, oh, damn, I just... <laughs> it's over Damn it Now what <laughs> Now my, rep- my re- reputation Is finished yeah. what, what is she gonna say I'm gone You know Someone once Taught me The importance Of foreplay mm-hmm. And that has Forever stuck with me Since she taught me That it's just Sat there And it's Boiled in me Every time I'm with a woman I believe that Once again It boils down to her Pleasure If you're not hitting that You're not getting mm-hmm. that You know That's how I feel about it So I want to I wanna climax, but I want to climax with you, mm. not by myself. Okay, fascinating. Mm. What have you learned most about sex? <laughs> what would be like number one for you? Um, it starts with self-love, uh-huh. and then comes the curiosity and the vulner- vulnerability together. Mm. So uh, you, you have to hold the two elements of one being completely vulnerable and sensitive, and the other one is to be curious and optimistic and full of life. That's what I learned from you. And that is something that I've seen again and again that my sex life has changed completely. When I thought, when I thought of things as terms of foreplay or I'm here for your pleasure or you're here for my pleasure, mm-hmm. then it was very limited. When I put us, whatever, whoever, how, how many people are in the act, if it's two or three or five or ten, if everybody has a wonderful sense of living and they're all curious and respectful, then the opportunities are limitless. Then you can cry, you can orgasm, you can laugh, you can massage, mm. you can have penetration or not, but the sex, the, the fun, the connection, there. exactly. That's it, so. so that's something. And then the opportunities are really limitless and that is something only through learning. And I know it's corny, but from John T. This is the only way. Because when you still think, okay, I'm going to give the best. You know, I used to think that because I, w- I love giving blowjobs or I love pleasuring men, I would be the best lover. I was just a little slave in my own world. And then when I started to understand it's about possibilities, opportunity, fun, mutuality. It will never be me being the best lover because I'm a prisoner of my own self. So, yeah. What have you learned? <laughs> Yo, 
Um, Stripping in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I think my, my biggest lesson is that uh, the lesson never ends. And I think uh, sex is, sex for me is as complex and as mysterious as I am. So as, as I get older, I mean, you, you have a choice. You always have a choice. You can paint by numbers when it comes to your sexuality. So you can pleasure yourself the same way you always have. You can have a good wang set music or you can do this. You can try this stroke or whatever, but you can always mix it up. You can always change things. You can use another hand. You can get somebody else's hand involved. Um, but there's, it's the whole yin and yang thing for me is, is the direction that I'm sort of going into now in terms of there's it, the, the touch of darkness in the lightness of the love mm. aspect and then the, the, the love that can be in the darkness as well. The it's, balance. Yes, exactly. Mm. There's the, the spectrum that keeps on coming up. The spectrum of pleasure versus pain. It's fascinating. So I feel like I'm only just scratching the surface in terms mm. of what I understand about sexuality. Yeah. You know, it fascinates me and it's absolutely amazing and it's just, it's beautiful to share the space with you guys and I'm yeah. including you and tomorrow in that, but you guys particularly because, yeah. you know, we spend time together and, but the amazing thing is the principles of consciousness that you're talking about in terms of, because I've met a lot of dancers over the years, male, female, a lot of strippers, a lot of performers in mm. the whole spectrum of the adult industry and very few people actually get the more. They actually get anything about energy, about connection, about the power. And that's the power. And it's it's such a beautiful thing to see that it's there and it's out there. But I also feel like that's how you get treated, you know. I mean, for example, we don't get treated as strippers per se. I don't walk around and people say, oh, stripper, I'm going to treat him like one or talk to him like one. For example, you see a porn star, you look at them in a different light, you speak to them in a different light. You don't exactly speak with the exact same respect I'd have for you, for example, or for Tamar. Not saying that I do, but I'm just using it as an example. So those people look at love in a completely different way and they look at passion in a completely different way. Because, I mean, that's their job. They have to fake it all the time. Whereas what we're doing is we are creating we don't know what you like. I have no clue what you like, but I've got five minutes to figure that out and then another five minutes to turn you on. Mm. And that's what the show is. Do you understand? Whereas a girl comes on set for a porn video, she has to get straight into it. She doesn't have time to figure out what this guy likes. All he does is go inside, pop a Viagra pull, come outside, get started, done, boom, boom, bang. So it's also the way you've been treated, you know. Mm. W would you make porn ever, Kyle? Me? Yeah. It depends. On. I don't Match. believe... No. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. It really depends because I personally don't believe in getting paid for things like that for sex per hmm. se. So I really have a very old school mentality as far as you're getting paid for sex, you're a prostitute, you understand. Hmm. So I'd rather not... If I want to have sex with you, I'm going to do that out of my hmm. own. We can make a video if you'd like, but that's that, you know, that's between us now. And mm. if we want to post it, I'm comfortable. I don't care. But would you consider it porn? Wouldn't be a career choice. Exactly. For you. No, it would never be okay. a career choice for me, unfortunately. Would you, right? I actually consider it. Yeah. And, um, but that was at the point where I was actually starting to move more out of the stripping and mm. starting to become more a professional artist. Mm. So it actually got into two little ways and I decided, no, just to keep a professional route. Cause if mm. I do go a professional route, that's not something you want out there. So. And once it's out there, it's, it's out, out there. there yeah. So it was very close. I'm not going to lie. Especially <laughs> yeah. in today's world. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I went for an audition or two. I yeah. thought about it. And then I was like, no, you know what? 
It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, fucked, I, I fucked at home. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, no, no, you, no. I don't want to put this in there. No. It's okay. I got my fuck at home. I got my fuck at home. With my pole. No, but you know, Jonty, when we, when we chatted to Ivan Gregory, and he said that was his dream. Mm. And then, you know, we chatted to him to people. Some people really see it as, as a job. And, you know, when Kyle said, no, that's my, that's my belief system. My belief system, mm. sex is not for, to, to pay him. To, 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 yeah, to say, exactly. It's mine. And that's wonderful that a person is aware of its, mm. its own boundaries. Mm. But for some people, it really is something they can put aside and they can use, you know, their beautiful body. And the, the problem is like most industries, you need to watch out. Mm. You need to be careful. You need to mm. know where to go. And it's hard work. You guys really look good. You know, you guys like ma- do all the maintenance and you know all the body thing, manscaping, <laughs> Man- yeah. lots of manscaping. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of landscaping here, manscape. Mm. Yeah, so just imagine, you know, also now to get into that sex thing of mm. some place, you need to all the time be aware of sex condition of your erection, of your who's the partners. Just imagine, go even deeper into your genitals. That's like another step. Mm. So interesting question because you mentioned the darkness mm. and that kind of movement between them. So what would be the darkness of sex for you? Darkness of sex? Yeah, the shadow <laughs> side of it for you. What, what um, would that expression be? Don't disrespect your partner. That's the biggest thing. Is if they don't mm. like something, stop. Don't force. Mm. That's, I think, a lot of people don't know where to pull that. Um, sometimes a your partner would be getting hurt and you might be getting turned on from that mm. now hurting them more understand when it's a pleasure hurt and when it's not a pleasure mm. hurt just basically respect Cal, for you what the darkness the, uh, you know darkness the moment you said that something mm. popped into mind and it was an experience i once had with someone you know and it's the energy someone brings not just as far as sex goes but as far as their life goes you meet someone who's just negative as a whole mm. You think, oh, you know what? Screw all of that. The beauty consumes me. I'm going to go for it mm. regardless. You wake up the next morning and you just don't feel the same. I really believe that you switch energies when you're with someone mm. sexually. Now, how it rubs off on you can obviously depend on you, but I'm very, very, very influential. So if you're going to come to me with a bad energy, it's going to rub off on me and it's going to stay with me for a good few days. So I'd rather don't. Keep it mm. to yourself, you know. Mm. Don't rub on me, girl. <laughs> Keep your bad vibes, bitch. Get your energy ejaculation to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't squirt on me all your bad energies, girl. <laughs> Wipe that off. So when you guys talk about these ideas with people that you work with, yeah. you know, the ideas of respect, of energy, of connection, of how you read somebody, things like that, what kind of response do you get from them? Do, do the other performers kind of get it? Does it go over their heads? Are people more interested in learning? Okay. <laughs> Once again, um, you know what? I try not to speak about it as often as I can mm-hmm. because it's mine, you know? Like the way I feel about people is definitely different to most mm-hmm. of the people I work with. Not saying that they're bad people or whatever the case may be. It's just where they are in life. You know what I mean? There are two or three guys in the team who will understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. who will understand the depth of Kyle, you know? But majority of them see sugar. They look at me and they're like, oh, sugar's here. Not, oh, Kyle's here. Mm. So okay. the moment you look at me for a different person, that's the person you're going to get. You're not going to get me until you see me. Mm. And that's when you get Kyle. So. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just basically exactly as he says mm. now. Um, some of the guys 
do get it and they have the understanding of what it's all about really and then you have what we call your weekend warriors which is the youngsters that's coming in they're just in there for a good time and they actually mm. make it harder for us that's actually in that understanding the bigger picture to do what we do at the end of the day so it can be a good thing can play to mm. a bad thing uh, the guys Either they're going to go the good route or the bad route with the industry. Same as with a woman. It's either you're going to make something out of it or you're just there for the fun of it. Are there a lot of young guys who want to come in and do this? You know, it's every guy's dream as yeah. far as between 18 to 22, I'd say, maybe a little higher than that. They look at me and they're like, dude, what are you doing? I say it. And at first they don't believe it. And I'm like, dude, I do it. And then it's a big fit like, mm. oh, my gosh, I've got 120 questions. But once you've done it for a while, you get to a point where you're just content and you're like, Usa, my friend. Like, it's not as glamorous as it seems. It's still a job, you know. It's it's work. You're going to get there. And, yes, it's fun, but maybe not as stressful as others. They don't realize the amount of work that actually goes not into Not just church. that. It still has its own challenges. Mm. And people forget that. People forget that as a male stripper, life isn't per se easy. The choices you have to make sometimes, you know. For example, once upon a time, a bachelorette called me a day before her wedding. One day before a wedding, she met me two weeks prior at the show, blah, 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 etc., etc. A day before wedding, she offered money to sleep with me. One last chance before I get married. And in my head, I sat there thinking, geez, like, what if this was my wife? You know, like, mm. it challenges your models per se. So it's very challenging in that aspect and people don't get that yet. Did you say them, yes or no? No, I said no. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I said no. Well, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, yeah. but I did say okay. no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do a lot of guys come in and want to learn from you? I get a lot of inquiries. Um, mm. Again, because it's a mostly a female sport in South Africa, across the world it's mm. huge in men and women. South Africa, I'm still trying to break the boundaries and get mm. the guys in my grass. Uh, my grass. My class. In your grass. <laughs> in your, <laughs> yeah. grass, grass. That's, yeah, that's Bruce's territory. Yeah. <laughs> the guys in your I'll grass. I'll that lawn. <laughs> so the class has grown and it has expired where a few more studios now mm. have male pole instructors. Not two or three of them, mm. but there's one male in every third or fourth studio mm. now. So it is growing slowly. But when we do our things, everybody wants to inquire, everybody mm. wants to do it, but nobody has the guts to come and do it. Like mm. we have a joke. If it was easy, we'd call it rugby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I get the same thing. You know, that a lot of guys come and they want to learn or they see something and they say, yeah, I want to learn how to do that. I want to do yoni massage. I want to do all this stuff. But when they realize what it actually involves or it comes down to it, that's when it kind of cuts because there's a lot of work in it. Yeah. Where so. can we see you? Hmm. Well, um, normally your, your website. Uh, it's, uh, you can look for us at Body Mind Ravonia. We're online. Uh, my Instagram is Rain Pole Junkie or hashtag Train with Rain. Um, but that's where I normally post all my crazy stuff, all my new stuff. And that's R A Y N E. R A Y N E, but pronounced Rain Down on Me because I mm -hmm. promise to make you wet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And you are going to be doing some silk shows yes. in our Theatre of the Erotic at Sexpo. That's correct. I'm going to be doing a silks performance, um, suspended from the roof. Uh, for those who don't know what aerial silks is, and no, it's not hanging off curtains at no. home. <laughs> it's basically the art form found in Circus Soleil. It's a very young sport. Uh, it's only been around mm. for about five to seven years. And it's basically wrapping and contorting our bodies and dropping mm. on two pieces of fabric suspended from the roof in midair and balancing on it and creating a beautiful art form with the silk and your body. 
a little bit more challenging than pole, whereas with a pole, you have to bend your body around one stable object. Mm. With a silks, it's your body and two loose objects that have to combine and flow together to make one beautiful piece of art. Oh, amazing. Guys, thank you. This has been really awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank Mr. Thank DeFries you. is chomping at the bit there for a change. Um, Ipsism <laughs> is another word for self-pleasuring masturbation. Oh. oh. No. I'm going to go. No, no money is involved. No IP technology <laughs> reserved. <laughs> Ipsism. That's Ipsism. All right. Ipip hooray. And thank you for sharing. It's really beautiful um, for the vulnerability and the openness that you bring. And I really do really honor it. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. So next week we are talking about sex and tech. Newest technical advances, technology, the toys, etc., etc. Lots of fun. We wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com